arguments, withdrawal, worry, confusion, and unreasonable demands on time and space. The lockdown has brought up feelings we never knew existed or issues that we had pushed under the carpet and is now staring at us. Listen on to understand the impact of such uncertain times on our mind and behavior. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy, a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you. This is not a medical portal. If you are experiencing extreme distress or suicidal thoughts, please contact a helpline immediately. Episode 2 Hi and welcome to Mind Your Mornings with me, Anna Chandy. I am a practicing counsellor and a certified counselling trainer and supervisor. This podcast is for anyone who is curious to understand and know themselves better. In each episode, I explore one important aspect of human behaviour and some of the social issues that are caused because of deep psychological wounds. Something we experience in ourselves or in those around us, feelings which we don't bring into words. Join me on this journey of self-discovery. today's episode, let's look at the impact of the lockdown. I'm not going to get into the impact on economy or social order. A lot has been spoken about that by experts. Today, I want to address what the lockdown is doing to our mental health. In the last two months, I've had many people reach out to me. Clients who had stopped therapy, ongoing clients, and some new clients as well. They are from diverse walks of life. Some have lost their job. Some are dealing with pay cuts. Couples in therapy are feeling stifled. Some clients live alone and are going through an emotional crisis, and a few are forced to make tough decisions about their company. There is no real commonality among these people. They will probably never cross paths in their life. And yet, right now, they are all reacting to the same issue. Uncertainty. Sometimes, each of us is experiencing something. It is not just in India. It is global. Uncertainty in the times of a pandemic and lockdown. 
suddenly we are all very aware of just how unpredictable the future is. How is uncertainty impacting us? Many people are braving sleeplessness. Some have sudden loss of appetite. Some are binge eating. And a large number of people all over the world are turning to alcohol. These are all defenses and reactions. But what's really happening inside the brain? In a crisis, our amygdala, which is our emotional brain, gets activated. And when activated, the amygdala tends to go into each one of the following three modes. Fight, flight, or freeze. Fight mode is when the person is triggered and rages into arguments and conflicts or becomes demanding, violent, and persecutory. Flight mode, when the person avoids, withdraws, retracts into a shell. And freeze mode, when the person becomes numb, almost in denial. Depending on the mode, the brain gets into, we experience anxiety, depression, and other symptoms. Even though we have more time at hand, we are not able to focus. Some of us are developing addictions to alcohol, food, substance, or porn. All these are defensive behaviors triggered by an activated amygdala. And through all these behaviors, our brain is trying to make sense of the world, feel soothed, or silence this feeling of anxiety. Just like the coronavirus, this psychological virus is global. It is not limited by borders, religion, gender, economics, or any construct. Just like a virus, it is passive yet potent. It gets activated when it is inside us, affecting our very core. And just like a virus, it isolates us from the rest of the world. It warps our reality as we know it today. Where does this psychological virus come from? In terms of uncertainty, the kind that we are living in right now, we feel a lack of control. We get into a state of powerlessness, of inadequacy. This is contrary to how we live our daily life. Most of us rely on a routine. We depend on the predictability of sunrise, sunset, and when we hope to achieve in between. And when the world around us becomes unpredictable, it triggers our childhood emotional wounds that are unresolved in us. 
the wounds we had kept well hidden from others and mostly from ourselves. The layers of protection we had built around it fall off. And suddenly, after all these years, we come face to face with our emotional wounds. That's when our amygdala becomes hypervigilant and we feel unsettled. Our body and mind feel fatigued from the constant battle within. I had mentioned the five psychological wounds in the pilot episode. I am naming them again. One, sexual abuse. Two, verbal and emotional abuse. Three, physical abuse. Four, abandonment, both physical and emotional. And five, smothering and control. These wounds shape all our adult behaviors. They are a part of our blueprint. In transactional analysis, we call this blueprint our script. Last week, one of my clients came to see me. She is a single woman, financially independent and in her mid-30s. Let's call her Sarah. Sarah first approached me last year. She wanted a solution to a recurring pattern and that was getting attached to people who would eventually distance themselves from her. When I spoke to Sarah last month, she seemed confident. In the middle of the crisis, she had defined a routine for herself to work from home. She said she was dealing with it well. However, she came in again last week and said something which gave me a deep insight into her state of mind. She wondered if below all this calm of routine, was she hiding some distress? Because when she watched movies or TV shows, she cried, she wept, and she was wondering what was going on because she cried a lot, especially when watching scenes of intimacy between parents and their children. Sarah had been through a very difficult childhood. Her parents didn't get along, but decided to stay together to bring up their daughter. Sarah, who was only a toddler then, was inducted as a mediator between her parents. She was pushed into the role of a caregiver at a very young age when she herself needed the nurturing of a parent. The system had gone wrong and that is, instead of the parents taking care of Sarah, Sarah was indirectly taking care of the parents. What Sarah experienced as a child was abandonment. Her primary caregivers, her father and mother, were not available to the child psychologically. 
her parents probably because of their own childhood wounds had never learnt how to nourish this little girl emotionally and be there for her they became transmitters of this psychological virus and because of this she did not know how to nurture herself nourish herself she did not know how to self soothe when she needed it so what happened when uncertainty hit her childhood wounds reemerged as anger and resentment towards her parents for denying her the basic security that a child needs but behind all that anger what she was experiencing was grief and loss the grief of being deeply alone abandonment defines sarah's negative core belief her internal message to her herself was i am unworthy i am unloved nobody cares about me this internal core negative core message was encoded in her now she had to face this grief with no idea how to self soothe herself her amygdala in the middle of this crisis went to f- into freeze mode to protect herself she built a world of work and routine to shield herself from feeling this pain last week for the first time she questioned her love for her mother she acknowledged her pain she faced her anger and her rage and she wept as she experienced deep feelings of loneliness most importantly she allowed herself to feel vulnerable the first step in this journey is becoming aware and understanding our negative core beliefs and then believing that this negative core belief is a lie it is important to see it for what it is something that has been encoded into you into your childhood like a blueprint as i said earlier in transactional analysis the term we use for blueprint is script for sarah her negative core belief was i am unworthy i am unloved nobody cares about me and that was the foundation of her blueprint the reality is core beliefs impact how we live our lives how we view the world and how we view others it clouds our lens and we don't see and experience ourselves others and the world with clarity sarah kept getting attached to people who reinforced her core negative belief she would get so attached because she was looking for maternal love and nurturing unfortunately she was searching for it in people who were not her mother all these people she got attached to experienced her as demanding needy 
and felt exhausted and vampired after a while. At some point, these people in her life would start distancing themselves and this reinforced her belief of being unworthy, unloved and that nobody cares. Unconsciously, we tend to engage with people who feed the hole in our soul. The second step is to relook at our relationships. Some relationships give us energy and hope. These relationships are soothing and they offer a balm to our activated amygdala, especially now in these uncertain times where we are fearful. Then there are those relationships that leave us angry, irritated and drained. Conversations with these people activate an already activated amygdala. This leads to long hours of toxicity, which then further leads to clinical anxiety, depression and addictions. A few questions. What if you stopped for a moment and asked yourself, which relationship in my life with my partner, parents, friends, infuse positivity in me? And which relationships leave me drained? When we look beyond the layers we have piled upon ourselves, the world looks grey, gloomy and unclear. But drop this facade, drop these layers and look through your core vulnerable self. You will be able to recognize whether a relationship was built with your outer layers or with your true self, your authentic self. This is the time to make choices. This is the time we need human connectedness to be vulnerable and acknowledge the vulnerabilities of another person. Every experience of every individual in these trying times is valid. All of us need assurance and we are not alone in uncertainty. The crisis highlights the need and the power of we. We are a collective. We are a community. We are a society. We need to nurture each other to flourish and together we can brace this crisis, come out in a globally connected world. Next time, I will talk about people and principles. If you have any particular themes that you would like us to talk about, do write in to us. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Mornings with me, Anna Chandy. I'll see you in a fortnight with another discovery into the mind and the meanings we make. You can subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple iTunes. This is Mind Your Mornings with Anna Chandy. 
a fortnightly podcast that takes you on the journey to a brave new you.